0: Hi, this is Graham Brown and welcome to the XL Podcast. The XL Podcast is a platform for the bigger conversations about leadership in the 2020s. Who's leading? How are they leading? And what stories do they have to share? Through the stories of leaders, we'll address the big challenges of our times from the era of AI to the Asian century to nurturing a new generation of entrepreneurs. If you're enjoying these conversations, subscribe to the podcast at xlpodcast.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Excel podcast. My name is Graham Brown. We talk about all aspects of business and the journey that is business. And they come in many forms, many different stories and many different actors. There's a lot of business advice out there. A lot of it seems to be aimed at a particular group of people. Not so much what we're gonna talk about with my next guest, which I think is a vital community of entrepreneurs, often overlooked by the mainstream business book culture, particularly if you're into looking at, for example, the biohacking, life hacking world of small startups. We're going to move beyond that to a group of people who have a lot of skills, a lot of passion and a lot to give, but maybe don't necessarily have the tools to hand or at least the advice or confidence to make that happen. I'm joined in the studio. All the way from Australia by Sarah Stowe. She's going to help us understand the world of the mum, or if you're in a different part of the world, the mompreneur, (laughs) what they have to bring to the table and why this is an exciting growth era. Sarah, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Graham. And I've actually nicknamed them the super mompreneur. So there we go. It takes it that next level. But no, very excited to be here with you today.
0: I wonder how many of them are out there. I mean, obviously there are numbers about the number of moms, moms out -hmm. there, but how many of them actually start a business or interested in starting? If you were to do, I know that I've caught you, I've ambushed you here, Sarah, but you talk to a lot of moms on a daily basis. If you were to talk to a hundred, how many of them do you think would say, I'm interested in starting a business, regardless of whether or not they can? See, this is where
1: I think it's a bit different. I think we might be, um, they might not be thinking I'm going start a business or that might not might not be the outcome that they think in their head. What they're thinking is I don't want to go back to the same old that I was doing before the bubs, so how can I do that? And mm. business is just one of those tools they can use to do that. So I think that would probably be more the pain point that people are feeling rather than going, oh, I've just had a newborn baby, let's start a business. Mm. <laughs> That's they how probably
0: talk about it in different terms. That's yeah, why maybe yeah. in a mainstream Business books probably don't speak to them so much, do they? Because maybe if they don't think about it as a business. Yeah. Maybe think just about how can I work from home, freelance, et cetera? Exactly. Work for myself. How can I
1: have the flexibility that I need to be able to look after my baby at the same time as doing something that inspires me and keeps my heart thriving and my mind active and all that wonderful stuff that we need to think about for mums?
0: Do you think, for example, in the last couple of years with the pandemic, the conversation's changed a little bit for this group of people?
1: Absolutely. I think it was really hard. And a lot of the mums, especially in the pandemic, the things that they used to be able to do to get out of the house and have community, they weren't able to do. And it's hard when you're at home with a crying baby and you're there by yourself and don't have that stimulation of other people. So, um, yeah, it's a different world, but also a better world, I think, in some ways, because it's opened up a lot of opportunity. If you looked, you know, just a few years ago, people weren't as happy to have online meetings and do everything online and all that sort of stuff. Whereas now it's second nature. Like Hmm. my my grandma can do WebEx meetings and Zoom meetings now. So um, yeah, it's opened up a lot of opportunities for mums, which is really, really good.
0: Yeah. Well, the great thing is as well, I mean, let's sort of step back a little bit from defining moms who want to work for themselves or entrepreneurs. These people, if I can like objectify them a little bit, aren't just moms. Before they were mums, they were also professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners, business managers. That's the point, isn't it? That, that is there was a group 100%. of people who were very skilled, very educated, and at some point they had kids. And as a result of that, everything changed. And Absolutely. They made and I think- choices, right?
1: Yeah. And it's a bit of a struggle. Like I think your world, like you said, it's about you and all you're doing is building a career and achieving these goals. And it's this really masculine world that we're in where we're just achieving one thing after another, after another. And then when you have kids and that all gets thrown on its head and you're now turned into this mum role, we're at home looking after the kids and all that sort of stuff and you sort of lose yourself so even though you are a professional and you have all these skills and you you know incredibly smart and able to uh, do a lot of things you sort of put yourself on the back burner and you go well this isn't my time you know i've got to do this family thing it's not about me anymore it's about them and you're second or third like you know the kids might be first and then your partner and then finally you're the one that gets a little bit of tea in the cup or whatever it might be so after all that time, like you might be off for a couple of years or whatever it might be, when it does get to the point where you're going to go back into the workforce, or even if it's only six months that you're off and Uh you're going to go back into the workforce, you're a different person than what you were before. And you sort of, I don't know, you have this bit of a conflict in yourself about how am I going to go back into the workforce and be that same, you know, driven, crazy, super, you know, onto it person that will work 50 hours a week, no worries, when I've got this other priority and life is different and that's okay so it's just balancing that and getting rid of the mum guilt like the mum guilt is so real I think every single mum has some level of mum guilt for whether it's going to work or staying home or whatever it is so yeah it's a hard place
0: it is. I mean, you've got enough to deal with already, let alone thinking about career as well. I mean, we talk about the hours as well. You know, yeah. This is a big part of it is, you know, growing a business takes everything. It's almost like having a baby as well. Yeah. So, you know, the amount of hours. But put and, this into context, you were one of those people, you were one of those hardworking on top of it professionals in your previous life as well. Before we talk about that, you're on a farm. You live in a farm. You bought a farm. <laughs> I think this is just such an interesting career transition. Yeah, like, so
1: it's tell been us a bit an interesting time. And this is probably what's made me want to, I guess, work in this space and spend more time in it because um, pre-having kids, so my oldest daughter is three now and my youngest is four months old. Um, before that, I had a financial planning uh, company and, you know, really successful, really busy you know, I it, career was my everything. That was, you know, what defined me. It was mm. all I was not not all I was passionate about, but it it was a lot of my life was defined by this company. And then, um, a bit of a trigger warning here in case anyone is having issues with pregnancy or anything like that. I had an unexpected pregnancy with my first daughter, and that threw everything on its head because I built this business. And it was wonderful and we were at a good stage then where it was it was about four years old at this point, the business, mm. um, and it was starting to get traction, but I definitely didn't build into the business having a baby and having me out of the business. And as an advisor, I was the one giving the service offering to people. So I was a bit stuck and I sort of went, oh, great. Right, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because if I'm not in the business, the business doesn't operate. Um, and I do want to focus on now this time being a mum. now it's come up. And, um, so ended up selling the business at the time because I thought, well, there's no way I can step out for three months, six months or whatever time it is. And for the business to operate without me, because I just hadn't built it to that point. So anyway, sold that business. And in that time, as you could imagine, it was really, really stressful with a lot on my plate. And I got really burnt out and I was exhausted. And honestly, the thought of going back into business at that point was just so far from my mind. I was wrecked. So I call it my early midlife crisis. Um, Well, first of all, we'd actually bought a caravan and we were going to go do 18 months traveling around Australia in this caravan. Literally the month that we got the caravan, we'd ordered it and got it built. The month that we got it, COVID. COVID. So, you know, that sort of put our plans on hold. And then we go, all right, well, if you're in a midlife crisis, what's the next thing you do? You buy a farm. So then we went and bought a farm, which is about half an hour from our closest uh, little mini city with about 100,000 people. So we're in the middle of nowhere. Our closest neighbours is five to seven Ks as the crow flies away. So it's very rural. And we're living this rural lifestyle out there, which was great to start with. Um, And I'd had my first baby, got pregnant with the second baby had Harry, my second you know four months ago and then as soon as i had him something i'd sort of been playing with was what do i do next and as soon as i had him it gave me this idea and went okay no i want to start up a business again i need to do something for me Mm. but i knew because of what i went through with the last business i didn't want to do it the same way as that like i i knew what it felt like to be burnt out i knew what it felt like to be in that hard place where you're just really struggling And I also knew what it meant to trade my time with money and that that just wasn't going to be feasible. Now I was in this lifestyle with two kids that, you know, their needs come first and I don't have the ability to have the time that I used to have. Like um, I was catching up with some girlfriends the other day and we were talking about how many hours mums have in a day. So that saying where they say everyone has 24 hours in a day we think mums only probably have actually about two or three because huh. all the rest, you're reactive. You're reacting to the kids or whatever it might be, drop-offs, all that sort of stuff that's just consuming your time. So I sort of went, all right, well, if I've only got this amount of time, I know I want to do this business and set something up for me because that was the other thing. I was I sort of felt like I'd lost my purpose because as wonderful as kids are, I am a very driven person and I was sort of letting that go. And I knew I needed to find that again for myself, um, but wanted to do it on my terms. And I now have been really aware as I'm building this business and helping other people build their businesses to do it in a way that does allow you to have that time that you want and the flexibility and the choices that you want. And not just say that, like, I know a lot of people say that, but it actually has to, like, we've got no other choice because I can't, just leave my kids for you know a couple of hours and do something, and they're going to look after themselves. The house will be absolutely wrecked. Um, so yeah, it's just really made me evolve my thinking with business, and it's come up with some really fun stuff.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that fun stuff, and it's an amazing story. I like the bit about starting with the the caravan. The <laughs> was it like a Winnebago type? Thing, one of it these was big l- it was
1: huge. So it was about 26 foot or something like that. So a big caravan, but it wasn't wow. one of those. So it was going to go on the back of the car and it was beautiful. Like it was the Rolls Royce of caravans. It was going to be our home for a long time. So we wanted it to be nice. And then it was just sitting in the paddock collecting dust. So we decided that probably wasn't the best use of it. Um, but yeah, that was going to be fun. So hopefully we'll get onto our caravan adventure yeah, one day. Yeah,
0: still there. It's still yeah. reminding you. Yeah, there is, that's it. there's an option there
1: yeah exactly that's nice. it would also be fun
0: <laughs> well i like it and uh, it's brave as well i feel you know you moving out buying the farm starting you know your thing out there as well you know you, you've made some very conscious choices i mean i've done that myself as well after a business going living on tropical islands you know doing those kind of things that at times seemed a little bit crazy but i think mm. the big part of it is the perspective that it gives you and you, gets you to ask these kind of big questions, these big what if questions, why not? Why can't we do it like this? And I guess the real advantage of being in your situation, firstly, you know, I, the fact that you're there means that you have no option but to find solutions to how do I create a business or a career from this position without commuting mm. to the city. So that's the first part. And now today, obviously with online and a lot of online meetings as well, we're used to it. But also it helps you think for those who maybe are a few years behind you. Or, you know, maybe they're sitting. I'm thinking of those people who are sitting in the office looking out of the window now and thinking, hmm, okay, this is an option now. Mm. Uh, or what do I do? But I guess for them, whether they're sitting in the office or, you know, they're at home with kids there are a lot of limiting factors, aren't they? I mean, not just, I'm not talking just about, you know, the fact is if you're living on a farm somewhere, you can't drive to an office. I'm thinking more of the mental limitations here, the frustrations, lack of confidence that maybe people have. I'm curious, the moms that you know, when you talk about, you know, you talk to these people who were once accountants or financial professionals or lawyers, medical services, whatever it may be. And you talk about, career and business, what are the things that they, what are the frustrations that they have? What are the kind of emotions that they talk about when they're either thinking about children or they have children and now, you know, they're sort of trying to figure out how all this fits together?
1: Mm. Well, I I think the system's still very archaic, like the traditional employee space. So for a lot of these mums, they have a lot of, I guess, that guilt at the idea of going back to work because a lot of the time the option is you've got a few months off or however long off you've got for maternity leave, then you're back full-time and that's it. Like that seems to be the options. Maybe you could get a part-time gig, but you still have to be in the office for a certain amount of time, all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of guilt behind that going, all right, well, I'm going to have to leave my babies or whatever it might be. And um, yeah, it's hard to sit with that. So there's guilt on that side. There's also, I guess, not allowing for the changes that happen when you become a mother, like whether it's knowingly or unknowingly happens, your priorities change, your values might shift. So maybe the way you were doing things before aren't the way that you want to do it afterwards. Um, So I guess sitting with that and trying to understand that about yourself is hard when you're already tired and all the rest of the stuff going on with um, having little kids running around. And what else? I. It's just a really, when you're also dealing with all the emotions, like you're yeah. tired, you're at your lack wits of end, sleep. Yeah, lack of on. sleep, like, you know, all of that stuff, it's a really hard place to be in. So, yeah. there's all of those pain points together, I guess, people feeling like there's no other option, like- There's so many mums that I know that would like to not go back to work, Hmm. but they have to, whether it's financially, they have to, or their job's not going to be there if they don't go back to work or whatever it might be. And yeah, it's just that choice is taken away and, or maybe they have to choose a choice that they don't want to make.
0: Yeah. Well, I think about, for example, if I was to look at the internet and look at the advice that's out there for setting up a business now. Yeah. Somebody like Gary Vee, I mean, I know it's not your world, but i am he's like a very dominant voice for young um, entrepreneurs, people starting a business. It's all about hustle, 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 hustle,
1: hustle. Yeah. You know, like
0: <laughs> I didn't have a, a vacation for 10 years. Yeah. I worked Saturday, Sunday. I didn't have a life. And like, that's what you got to do if you want to be successful, right? Mm. That to me, there's a lot of, there are some truths in it. Yeah. And to some extent it worked for him. And if I was a mom, like, and especially at that stage where I don't have much sleep, I don't think mentally, yes, I may want to do that, but mentally I I would be in a place where I could handle it, Mm. you know, handle the stress without that sleep, without, you know, your, your, your body is not going to be in the state that it was when you were born pre-pregnancy, you know, mentally, you don't have m- much bandwidth to deal with the issues that come with any kind of business. I mm. look at that and thinking, no, I don't want to. How wanna... would you
1: do all of that when you got yeah, a new
0: like, one? Yeah. What, what now, do I do? I mean, how, it... come on. Like, is there any space, Sarah, for somebody to even think about starting a business when they're like, you know, that's the kind of advice they're receiving? Well, I think the difference between
1: that and don't get me wrong. That's what I did when I set up my financial planning business. But the difference between this business that I've set up now is I guess the consciousness, the awareness around that and doing it smarter. Like you don't have to do things hard and the world's changed completely to what it was. Even back when I set up that financial business, what, eight years ago, that we didn't have the automation and all that wonderful tech stuff that we have in the background now and the stuff that we can use to systemize our businesses and just so much. So, you know, I'd say instead of hustle, it's just be smart and just know how to do things a little bit differently. And as mums, we're used to multitasking. So, it's just going, all right, how do I take that same practice I'm using my daily life into the way that I'm going to build out my business and make sure it works for me? And following that, because I think the other mistake a lot of people make when they're setting up businesses too, is they do do all that hustle at the start. And I think you set yourself up to how you're going to continue. So, if you're doing all this hustle and spending all this time working from the start, there's a good chance you're going to be doing that for the whole business because that's what you've built it around. So, if you build it with consciousness and awareness and really think about the strategic side of the business and plan that, then you build it. If you want to put in 10 hours a week, you put in 10 hours a week from the get-go and build it from that and that's how it looks and that's how mums can do it and do it successfully.
0: I like this idea of consciousness. Yeah. Being conscious, at least, awareness. I know you're a yoga teacher, so yes. I can see how that's influenced your thinking, that sort of heart-centered.
1: Oh, it very much did. And with yoga as well, like the way that – well, the reason that yoga came into my world is back when I was, you know, doing the financial planning, this really A-type, you know, masculine sort of energy, just hustle, hustle, hustle is I was training for a marathon. And like I said to you the other day, when we were talking about this, absolutely did not achieve the marathon. I think I got a couple of 10K races and that's me done in my running career, but I hurt my back. And so at the time I went to the physio or whoever it might've been, and they recommended yoga. So I went, yep, yeah, great. I'll go to yoga that's fine. I'll go there for a stretch. And that's sort of it. What I came out of with it from yoga was so much more like, uh, you know, it helped heal my back, which was wonderful, but it gave me that time to actually sit in with myself and not be busy and not do all of that stuff that I sort of thrived on and I guess reflected on things. And yeah, it just, started giving me a bit of awareness into this different type of this world that wasn't this hustle culture and the benefit that that can have. So, um, yeah, that's I've sort of built on it from there. So, I like to think with the business stuff that I am letting that influence it hmm. as well. Um, so, it's, yeah, this nice mixed bag of wonderful, hopefully holistic, healthy ways of growing a business.
0: Well, you, you've identified the fact that there are many ways to do it, Right yeah you don't have to be that sort of incredibly masculine energy hustle bro type yeah you can be which is also
1: cool you know you want to hustle go for it yeah there
0: are a lot of women that do that very successfully and that is fine but there are a big group who need something else to match their life situation and also their skill set and mindset as well Mm. and here you are and i think a big part of this is the conversations that you've been having you've got your own podcast you know you you've on that journey as well. And we'll talk about that, Mm. you know, you're talking to uh, people who've been through this journey as well and sharing it, you know, people who who haven't necessarily got all the answers as well. You know, they're kind of on this journey and sharing it together. You know, they're helping each other on that journey. And you also, you know, you have a community of like-minded mumpreneurs, people in this situation who are working together to help each other, inspire each other to get to the next level, or at least, you know, design a lifestyle around what they want. Mm. I'm curious in all these kind of conversations, help us understand what kind of stories have you encountered? Share with us, if you can, a mompreneur who didn't necessarily do the, the hustle route yeah. Route, depending which yeah. part of the world you're from, didn't do the yeah. 50 or 60 hours, and maybe, like you said, did the 10 hours a week or the two or three hours or whatever it may be mm. and achieve something which to her was successful, not necessarily what Gary V thinks successful, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But what kind
0: of stories have you encountered? I'm curious yeah. what you found on your journey.
1: So, I put together, a—I guess we could call it a product matrix or a matrix, which is really to start getting people to sort of question the way they plan on delivering their business and the method that they do that in. So what I'm talking about there is, you know, most of us, especially these business professionals that deliver a service, the thing we think about when we're going to deliver our business is doing one-on-one appointments, which is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not here to say that don't do one-on-one, all that sort of stuff. Um, But What I do know is when you're doing one-on-one, you're trading your time for money. And when you're a mum that doesn't have much time, this might not be able to be done that way. So I sort of, I've come up with a framework which goes through all these different ways that you can offer a service. So whether it's one-on-one, in an online course, group sessions, uh, subscription, uh, membership, God, the list goes on. It's endless what you can sort of do. And then you go through and score yourself on this framework um, against how that fits with what your goals are for the business. So I guess how many hours a week do you want to spend in that business? How many or what sort of flexibility do you need on, in the location? Like, are you wanting to go to an office or are you wanting to work from home? And, you know, for me, I never want to have to have a job where I have to go into an office again, but I know a lot of people out there and especially mums, going into an office is their time where they get to go away from the house and the kids and all that sort of stuff. So they cherish that and they want that, which is really, really fine. And you build your business against that. So you decide what you want for that. You decide how much income you want to take for your business. So, you know, we don't have to have the standard salaries or whatever they are that is set by the benchmarks. And that's what it is. You decide what you earn and you build your business around that. And also the hours, I think. We're, or did we talk about the hours? I think we might have talked about the hours. But, yeah, you go through and choose all of this. So I was doing this exercise with somebody a couple of weeks ago um, about this for their business because they are a mum of two. Um, she is looking to homeschool her kids. So she's very, you know, present in their day-to-day activities and all that sort of stuff. Doesn't have much time. And we went through this exercise and she goes, okay, well, I want to work. 10 hours a week because I know that that's what I can com- comfortably do. Wonderful. That's great. 10 hours a week. I want to be able to work from home because I don't want to have to get care for my kids because I'm homeschooling. Great. I want to earn $50,000 a year from doing these 10 hours a week. Great. And then we went through and go- went, okay, well, you're not going to be able to do one-on-one because, you know, depending what industry you're in, the likelihood that you're going to earn 50 grand from doing one-on-one in 10 hours as well as all the admin stuff is unrealistic. That's out. And went through each of these different delivery models until we came up with what works for her. So, she's going to be putting together a membership and she will do her 10 hours a week and she'll get her 50 grand a year and we'll build a plan around that. So, that's a really good example of just being really conscious in those decisions and yeah, building your business from there.
0: What was her background without getting specific? Was it, you know, what industry did she come from beforehand?
1: Um, so she's done a bit so it's I guess uh, you probably put it into the VA space uh, uh-huh. social media sort of world and all that sort uh-huh. of thing um, but she's actually putting together a spirituality membership where they're doing um, rituals with their children around spirituality and building practices into the um, the life of the mum and the child and um, getting the family involved in those sorts of practices which is something a bit different so yeah very cool
0: so, you start with the hours that you want to work and then work backwards. It seems yeah. to be flipping a little bit traditional careers on their head, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like the traditional career is like this is what you want to achieve in terms of title or salary and then well, the I hours are sort of, already decided little, for you, right?
1: Probably a little bit different to that again. So, what I want to do is I go to somebody, okay, Graham, what do you do as work and you know somebody normally says their profession. So you might mm. go financial planner or I'm a gardener or whatever it is. And you go, okay, great. So what outcome are you wanting your clients or customers to get from working from you? And financial planner, you go, oh well, I want them to be able to retire on a certain amount of wealth or meet their money goals or whatever. Or a gardener might go, I want them to have a beautiful garden that they enjoy. And then you go, okay, well, traditionally financial planner would do the hourly sort of rate thing and you go and you get a financial planner, gardener would come over and do your garden. But then we go, all right, that's good, but let's focus on that outcome. So that outcome that you're getting is for this gardener they're wanting people to have a beautiful space that they can go out and enjoy with their family and friends and look around at this garden and just really enjoy it. That's what mm. they're wanting. Like, they don't care about a garden. Like, nobody, you know, there's definitely people, but they don't want a garden for the sake of having garden. They want a garden for what that gives them and the enjoyment they get from that. So, we could do that in a whole lot of different ways. We Mm. could do that by putting together an online course that teaches them how to build a garden or design their dream garden. We could do that by providing them with a membership for the products that they need to use on their garden to keep it beautiful and green and all that sort of stuff. Uh, You could do it by having a, well, you could go over and actually do the gardening. So, the traditional sort of way of doing it. Um, you could give them, sell the tools that they need to do it. Like there's so many different ways Mm. that you can help them give that outcome. And it's just about thinking about what that outcome is and then matching that outcome in with what's going to suit you.
0: Yeah. This idea of outcomes, interesting, isn't it? That a lot of your audience have or had things that they are passionate about and really enjoyed Mm. before they became moms. Right. And now that they were in that situation, potentially working from home or even going to the office on, on occasion or making some big sacrifices if they wanted to go back full time, is that they couldn't balance that. Mm. That, you know, maybe they had to take on work, which they could do at home, which wasn't as enjoyable or was trading mm. their time. And then all these kind of outcomes get sacrificed. But it's interesting that you say, that your audience, maybe for them the outcomes probably the most important thing. You know, there is a reason why they want to go back to the office sometimes is because they enjoy the connection and the conversation and the challenge with some people. Mm. Or, you know, somebody, the gardener, for example, is really passionate about seeing that look on somebody's faces when they see the garden for the first time. You know, that's what they really enjoy, that sort of connection. And it's the very emotional part of what they do, which I guess they lose mm. when they are not having that choice Mm -hmm. and what you're trying to do is you're trying to put that front and center and say like right you don't have to do the 50 or 60 hours of a week but let's put this outcome this emotion which is really important for you in the middle front and center of what you do and let's build around that and then yeah there may be some compromises here right maybe Mm -hmm. at the beginning you're not going to earn what you did beforehand right but if something is really enjoyable long term then you know who knows what that turns out to in the long term maybe you find hours to make this happen who knows right but it's certainly not going to be something where you feel like it's getting in the way of also being a mother yeah it's also taking away time from that because that's going to have the guilt and regret as well yeah so i find that very interesting these kind of outcomes for you outcomes sarah the people that you work with what is it what when you were kind of away from all of that as a financial planner and the hustle I'm sure you didn't miss the hours and the anxiety that comes with you know working really hard Mm -hmm. what were the things that you missed that you now look for in your clients the people you work with and the people that people who come on your podcast as well what are those kind of sort of emotional magic moments that really (sighs) confirmed you yeah this is why I'm doing it
1: so for me it's the strategy like I'm I love the strategic thinking. And I love like getting a problem and coming up with these big solutions and just really getting into things, really, you know, using my brain and just using it to its capacity to do different things. And um, so I, I probably should have mentioned as well is in between this time, I took a job um, working for a corporation and they're a big co- company and, you know, wonderful job, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I probably, wasn't getting challenged in that way so that was one of the things because and I took that job because it did give me the flexibility to be a mom and you know didn't have the stress that having the business like what I had before had all that sort of stuff and I thought that it was and don't get me wrong it was good for that point in time um or it is good for that point in time um but I just knew I miss, yeah, I miss the strategic side. I miss dealing with people. Um, And I like for me personally, I'm, I'm a bit obsessed with the starting up businesses. So I've set up 10 different businesses in my time. Um, some of them have been, you know, fly by nighters where I've test, you know, set it up, tested the idea, and I'm like, okay, that idea doesn't work, or it's, you know, it's not what I actually want to be doing as a business. Um, like when we bought the farm, we started up a pastured egg um, business, which sounded wonderful, that it would just fit in with this like nostalgic lifestyle that we wanted when we got the farm was really fun to set up the business, but I set up the business and realized going out and collecting eggs in the cold or the hot was absolutely not what I wanted to do with my day. So um finished that one and I yeah it sold that business off. Um, but what I learned from that business is that for me personally the thing I like the most is the launch and the creating of something and um, yeah, um getting in there and doing all that sort of stuff. So that was what I thrived on and where I've sort of built the business from there. And I went, okay, well, if I've done this for myself for 10 plus businesses and in my time as a financial planner, one of my specialties was helping businesses in either you know, acquiring businesses, succession planning, building businesses, scaling businesses, all that sort of stuff was one of the areas of advice that I offered. So I've helped myself do it and helped them do it. And when I was doing it for this 10th business, the eggs, I realized there was this framework that I was following when I was doing them, when I was setting them all up which was the same across the industry. Like I've had businesses. My husband was a landscaper, so I said he's up his landscaping business. I had a financial planning business. I did cupcakes when I was 18, didn't go very far. Um, Had the pastured eggs and had businesses in all these different industries. But really the framework that sits behind them was all the same. So then when I added that framework in with this new conscious way of doing business that I am focusing on now that I'm a mum, that's sort of where I've come up with this 10 step framework that I use to help people set up businesses and go from there. So yeah, it's been fun.
0: Excellent. You're enjoying yourself. And we've mentioned it already. The podcast is part of yeah. this as well. Yeah. Tell me without, I'm not going to ask you to pick an episode. I just want to ask you for the latest episode. If I listen into your latest episode, one that you've done recently, what will I not as a mumpreneur, obviously, Yeah. um, But what would I learn from it?
1: Yeah. So, the latest episode, funny that we're talking about this, was just an episode where I shared when I had my last business, if I had it again, what I would do, what I did well, what I didn't do well, and what I would do differently. And most of that content is based on this stuff that we're talking about today. So, you know, then I built my business by trading time with money and it was fully dependent on me. Now, if I was building it, I would either build it to scale. So it wasn't dependent on me. So scaling by employing people or systems and that sort of stuff, or I would build it by the product and scaling the product. So you're building a process and a product. So that's not dependent on you once you've got it set up sort of thing. And then as well, it makes a better saleable asset as well. So, helps with all that. So, um, yeah, that's what's that talking about, talking about the challenges that I faced, talking about what happened when I did have to sell the business, um, especially because I obviously only had a certain amount of time to get that sale done. Weirdly enough, my baby wasn't going to hold on any longer to allow me to do that sort of stuff. So, I guess it would be also building pl- plans in place for when things do happen. So it might Mm. not be you getting pregnant and having a baby. It might be you getting sick or it might be someone else getting sick or whatever it might be is planning in a lot more contingencies. And I would never have a business for me personally as a mum. I don't want to have a business where it's reliant on me seeing clients. So I have built an online course to walk people through. And then, as well with that, because I'm in the middle of nowhere, I went okay. Well, I can't really go to. This is the other thing when I before having kids, I used to go to all these business events and liaise with all these business people, and you you know you get really fills your cup when you're around those sorts of people and gets you motivated. When I'm 50k's from the closest town, it's pretty hard to do that. So for me, I sort of went, all right. Well, how am I going to build my community? I probably don't have time to set up a Facebook group and spend hours and hours a day in my Facebook group, which would be wonderful, but not realistic. A podcast. And that's I guess what set me up with the launch of Is Now podcast is I went, okay, well then I can, you know, catch up with professionals, have them on, interview, like pick their brains and share some ideas together, get a lot of content out to the people that I'm wanting to help. And I know as busy mums, they don't have time to sit down and watch videos and read books you know, occasionally you could, but podcast works. You've got it in your ears. You've got the kids mm. there. You're putting them to sleep, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I've built my community around the podcast and, yeah, it's been really, really good. So, yeah, just, I guess, looking at the situation you're in and making it work for you and making it work for the people you're helping.
0: That's a great example for your audience as well. You're yeah. living it. You're doing it. You are the case study for a lot of them, right?
1: Yeah. It's, and that, that's it. I'm going sorry. through the trenches with them at the moment. so Absolutely. <laughs> I'm We're <tired>. all <laughs>
0: That's right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Now, shout out to the podcast again. I know you mentioned it, but somebody might have missed that. What's the name of the podcast?
1: So it's Launch Your Biz Now. So yeah, check that out on any of your podcasting apps. Um, it's for all new and aspiring business owners. So if you are thinking about starting a business or there's a little idea in your head that's sort of ticking away that you might want to validate or just think about a little bit more jump on there um it's yeah a lot of helpful stuff on there and yeah the company is business brains so also on instagram businessbrains.au, if you want to jump on there that's where i normally talk back to people so if you do jump on shoot me a dm and i'll be happy to have a chat with you yeah. um yeah Good. So that's- that's my world. Very generous
0: with your information as well. I mean, obviously, with the podcast and the other social stuff that you put out, you've also mentioned as well. People may have been curious. You were mentioning like a framework, and yeah, that may. I think you know, it really helps giving advice to people is is definitely helpful. But giving advice within a framework, it really does help because you're dealing with people like you say, these moms who maybe only have two or three hours a day. They need somebody to kind of get all of that and put it into, you know, a nice framework that helps them understand what they need to understand. If you like, mm. there's so much information. I don't have hours and hours to invest and train myself. Yep. So yep. putting in a framework really helps. And I would advise anybody in the situation, if you're a mom thinking about business or anywhere on that journey, that you should start thinking about a framework To, you know, take things to the next level, meaning, you know, where am I? What do I want to achieve? And importantly, just help me focus because, you know, my time is extremely precious here.
1: Yeah. Help us understand
0: where we find out about that framework. Where would we go to learn more, you know, to help me on this journey? Where would the jumping off point be?
1: Yeah. So, with the framework, what I did was just went, all right, what is everything that people need to know? And only that stuff to get them the outcome, which is having a business. So, I've got the steps in it from there. So, the first steps: testing your business idea. And we go through and test or, you know, only do those steps. Then we go through to the basics of setting up your business. So, what problems are you solving? All that sort of stuff so you can understand the customer you're talking to. Marketing's the next one. Sales strategy coming up with a sales plan. Um, And all of this is about being really strategic because we've got limited time. It's then... Uh, processes and procedures and building systems in the back end. It's about scaling your business and then launching your business. So by the time that you finish these 10 weeks, you've got a fully operating business with all the good stuff and none of the crap because, you know, we all hear there's so much stuff that you should be doing for your business, you should be doing this, and you should be doing this, but it, you don't have to do all of that. You just need to get really, really, I guess, targeted with what you do do. Um, so, yeah, that framework's going into our Launch Your Biz Now 10 week online course, which is uh, beginning in October. If people want to find out a little bit more about this, though, the best place for them to start is by downloading a copy of our new Biz Toolkit. So they can find the toolkit at businessbrains.co slash toolkit. And that toolkit will help you talk about. Um, the mistakes people make when they're setting up their businesses, some limiting beliefs that might be stopping people. It helps clarify their business idea. So that exercise that we talked about before where you go, all right, well, I've got an idea, but how would that actually work? So we work through that matrix that I went through and then we actually start putting a plan in place to build that business and we put dates next to all the steps that you need to do. So that's where you should start and then, yeah, go on from there. And that's free. So, yeah, jump over and get a copy of that.
0: Business Brains.
1: Businessbrains.co toolkit.
0: Gotcha. That's great. Well, anything that helps, I think, and it helps me really focus as a listener, yeah. as somebody who's interested in, you know, what do I do? Importantly, where I should focus, what's yeah. important and what's not. Yeah. And that's all free. So, thank you very much for sharing that. I appreciate that. We'll put the details in the show notes, Sarah, as well Perfect. as everything else that we've mentioned above, including your podcast, which I recommend – all of you out there as podcast listeners, go and check it out. Um, I, can- I
1: can send you the link for the farm too, so they can check out the farm on Instagram and see what it's like. The
0: <laughs> do we get insights behind the scenes? You
1: do. You get all the fun when we run out of water constantly and have to pump it up from the dam because you can't shower and all this wonderful stuff. This stuff that you, had you to bike. learn. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's an idea. Never knew this. Never knew this. Take your baths for granted. All these city folk. Wonderful.
0: That's right, you city folk. You're soft. This is how it really is. Back to the reality. Oh, that's great. I'll go and check that out. Have a look at some behind the scenes as well. See what's going on. Hey, Sarah, I really enjoyed today. Really enjoyed uh, hearing a bit more about you and what you're building as well. And really, you know, I'm wishing you all the best on this journey as well as everybody that joins you. And as I said, we'll share the details in the show notes, but go and check out Sarah's work, you know, um, her if you have any questions, I think you're pretty generous with your time yeah, in terms of helping people. Him. Yeah, and thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, the next, yeah. next chapter in your story as well. So really um, inspirational, I think. I'm sure. Maybe we'll buy a yacht well. and be travelling around on a yacht soon. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'm hoping you might get that caravan out. The start of yeah, that, exactly,
1: right. exactly. that really <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's probably taking up some space. Exactly. Start of no, that thing. I appreciate you having on today. Thank you very much, Graham.
0: Sarah, Stow, everybody. Sarah, thank you so much today. See you later. You've been listening to the XL podcast with me, Graham Brown. To subscribe and discover more conversations, go to www.xlpodcast.org.